Take your Bibles. Tonight, I don't want to teach you. I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you for a few minutes. Those watching on the screen, I want you to listen to my message very careful. Some few months ago, I spoke for the same. But the Lord told me to repeat on the same. Usually, we have things that we all fight. Life has got a lot of things that it contains. But one time, the Lord asked me to define the word life. And I failed to define the word life. And if I may ask you a question, what is life? You fail to understand and define the term life because life cannot be defined. The same word with love. If I may ask you a question, what is love? You're not able to answer the question, the definition of the word love. So one day God asked me a question to define life. And I found out that life cannot be defined. The only description of life, it is life. I mean, life is the way it is lived. You go to people who smoke, they will tell you this is life. And you go to people who are drinking, they will say this is life. And you go to people who they love clubbing, they'll say this is life. And the people who pray, they'll say in our family. To them also, that's life. You meet people who are Rastafarians, they'll say that's life. And you meet people who are called niggers, Your man. They'll say, this is what? So the question is, what is life? What is life? Life, it is a concept. The way it is lived. When I hold my microphone and I'm prophesying, I'll be like, yeah, this is life. So what is life? This is now where I want you to understand. So we have got life that God gave us. We have the gift of life. And number one that I want you to understand is life is not a coincidence. Are you hearing me? It's not a coincidence. It's a gift. I'm not teaching you and I'm not preaching. I am speaking. I want to speak to you and I want you to listen very carefully. My speech. This is just a speech. You can write somewhere. My, my prophet's speech. Major one's speech. And I want you to listen very carefully to this message. 
that I'm speaking to you. Life, it is not, and I repeat, it is not what you think it is. It is what you think because it is how you programmed it. It is how it has been programmed. So you may think you are having a life, a particular type of life, but it is all about the program. The time you're going to stop a particular thing that you do, it will also change into another dimension of life. Therefore, life is not the way you think it is. Life, it is a program. Tell me about life is a program. Are you hearing me? There are things in life that God has given them to escort the life that we have. Among all the things that God has given you, it is called time. Turn about time. time. Say it again. Time. There are things which are in short supply and time. The time that you have, yesterday was gone and yesterday will never come again. Now I'm talking to diplomats here. Listen, this is very careful. We have got things which God gave us which are limited. And among those things, we have got time. Time is limited. You cannot play around with the time. Hello? You cannot play around with the time because time is limited. God gives you time. And he, if he said you're going to live for 60 years. And God said you're going to do A, B, C, D in those years. And you are supposed to do them and achieve them in those years. When the years finish, God will take you. Because the time that he put you on this planet earth is gone. So the time that God gave you, you are supposed to maximize it. Use it to the way that you're supposed to. Because if you don't do that, you're going to lose everything. And tonight I want you to understand that God is able to help you to get back all the time that you lost. Now, look at this. When the devil is trying to attack your life, he doesn't attack you, your body. No, all he does, he attacks your time. Uh, you have no any idea how many times you were about to get a miracle and the miracle failed. Because the devil works with the time. The devil takes out your time. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? Look, the years you've ever lived on this planet Earth and what has happened to you. You'll find out that most of the years you have suffered most than enjoyed. Because the devil is dealing with your time. This is why the Bible gives us a warning. It says we must redeem the time. Because these days are evil. Why is time connected with evil? Because the devil works with the time. He knows that if you blaze around with your time, the time for you to receive something is going to pass. And most of you, the time for you to get a miracle passed a long time ago. You were supposed to be a mad millionaire, but your time passed. This is why when you read in the Bible, there's something that you're going to find with a man called Hezekiah. Come on, somebody say Hezekiah. Are you hearing me? Take my message very seriously because I'm speaking to you. Hezekiah was a man who God gave him time.
to be healed. But he missed the time for healing. The Bible records a prophet went to his house and said, God says you're going to die. And Hezekiah prayed and said, God, you know the things I've been doing to you. Why should I die? This is a good part of people who do something in God's kingdom. People who give in the church. People who support the church. People, you know, when you're about to die, you're going to usually remind God to say, remember the things I've done to you. And the Bible says, Hezekiah reminded God the things I've been doing in the church. And God remembered the things that Hezekiah was doing. And the Bible says, and God added some more years in his life. Now, he said, what is the sign that I will know that you have really healed me? The Bible says, and God said, I'm going to reverse the time. You didn't hear this. In those days, they didn't have the time which I have, which you have. They didn't have the time which is on your hand. There was nothing like that time in those days. Are you hearing me? There was no times for them to be like, I'm going to see uh, my tag hoya. Oh, there was nothing like that. There was nothing for you to see. They used to use steps, so they, they, had, they had steps which we are constructing. One, two, three, four, five. If you study the history of a long time ago, they used to use steps, and they had 12 steps. So if the shadow is on the third step, it means it is three o'clock. So when the sun is going, the shadow of those steps could describe what hour it was. And the Bible says, clearly, it says, and God said, I'm going to reverse the shadow nine times backward. You didn't hear this. As a sign that you are healed, I'm going to reverse the, the, the shadow Seven, eight, nine times. Which means there will be nine hours reversed. No, I want you to see this. Which means Hezekiah, if it was three o'clock in the evening. Now, I want you to, to, to look at three o'clock in the evening minus nine. What time is that? That's six in the morning. Which means if it was three o'clock, if time was reversed... It means the time, I want to see this. The time was, I mean, the earth was busy rotating. Rotating. Then it had to stop and reversed nine hours backward. Did you hear this? Which means if it was three o'clock in the evening, the sun went back until six o'clock. Why? It means Hezekiah was supposed to be healed at six in the morning. But he missed the time for healing. Oh, you didn't hear this. So the time he was being told of healing was three in the evening. Which means he lost his healing. He was supposed to be healed at six in the morning. Did you hear that? And most of you, you are about to get your miracle some days ago, some weeks ago, some years ago, but you passed. But the Bible says we can redeem like Hezekiah. Hezekiah redeemed his time. Ayaba. No, you're not hearing this. 
there is an opportunity that we can, I can pray for you. And your time can be redeemed. The time you're about to get a miracle and you missed it, you can, we can spiritually go back on that moment and get back your miracle and come back to our present time. Tell me, but don't play around with your time. Now, the word redeem also means reduce. In other words, if you are about to get something 10 years from now, we can redeem it and get it now. Oh, nobody's hearing this. If you're hearing me, raise up your hand and say, Amen. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Say, Amen. Say Amen. Amen. Redeeming the time. We, how many are ready to redeem the time here? Are you ready to redeem the time? Are you ready? Now, so we have got time, but I want you to see how the devil remove or fight with your time. The tactic, the weapon of the devil with the time. How does the devil come in the time and fight our time? Can I tell you? Can I tell you how? There is a tactic of the devil which I am... I'm speaking to you. Are you following? Are you hearing? Yes. There is a tactic of the enemy, the tactic of the devil, which he does to play around with your time. And this is, he brings in wrong battles. Listen this. Most of you, the battles you're having right now are not battles of how would I get there. The battles you're having is with your boyfriends, with your wives, with your husbands, with your neighbors, with your friends at work. These are the battles the devil is bringing in your life. He is giving you wrong battles to fight. There's a nice battle that God wants you to fight. Not the battle against your friend, your neighbor, your boyfriend. He's giving you so much things to think about and fight against. This is why the devil is taking out of your time. And tonight, I want you to understand this. There are so many wrong battles that people have been fighting and you have been fighting. And God wants to warn you again and to speak to you again to stop fighting those wrong battles. Are you hearing me? I want you to look at this. Let's look at David first before we continue our story. David... He was taken to the battlefield where his brothers and King Saul were fighting against Goliath, the Philistines, and the army of Philistine. Now the Bible says when David went there, he found people were in battle array. Battle array, army against army, and there was a valley in their, in the, in their middle. So there was the Jews, the Israelites, this side, and there were the Philistines, that other side. And in the middle of them, there was one thing which was called the valley. And there was a man who was coming in the morning to shout and curse the children of Israel. And his name was called Goliath. Now, the Bible says, when David went there, he, he, he said to them, Who is this man who comes to shout at the army of God? And they said, This man is called Goliath. I want you to hear this. 
This man is called what? Goliath. Goliath. And he's a man who is inciting everybody here. And when he was asking, he said, I can go and kill that man. I want you to listen very careful. I can go and kill that man. And the Bible says, and his brothers came and said, who do you think you are? Who, who, who do you think you are? You know, sometimes when you are telling people that you become rich, they may ask you that question, who do you think you are, really? <laughs> when you are saying, I'm going to have, they'll be like, hmm. And David said, I'm going to kill that man. And everybody, his brothers were against him. But the Bible never says that he sat down and began to fight with his brothers. The reason why the devil was bringing in another battle was for him to waste time fighting with his brothers instead of concentrating on how to fight Goliath. Now, the battle fighting against his brothers had no any price attached. But the one who's going to kill Goliath, the Bible says he's going to get a portion of land but the one who's going to fight with his brothers and win, there was nothing attached. The battles that they was bringing in your life are battles that even if you win, there is nothing that you're going to get. Hear this. So the battle which the devil was bringing through the brothers, they began to fight him. And the Bible says, and the man never at all he never fought with his brothers because he knew that was a fake battle. And the battles you're passing through, most of you, are not real battles. They are fake battles. Tell your neighbor, that is a fake battle. Come on, tell your neighbor again. No, tell your neighbor, that is on a real battle. Say, so that's so fake. Ah, oh, my mother, oh, my father, oh, my brothers, my sisters, my boyfriend. Why the devil bring those battles in your life? It is to bring in some battles that you must be concentrating, fighting, instead of fighting to be who God said you are. Am I talking to somebody here? No. We are saying they are fake battles. So fake. I have gone through a lot of fake battles. And men of God go through a lot of fake battles. You know, the devil will just start a story against the man of God. And if the man of God has got no discernment, he will be busy trying to justify himself to the clouds, to the media. Oh, what they're saying is not true. Oh, I'm not like this. No. Come on. As a man of God, we have no time to justify ourselves. The moment you have the time to try to justify yourself, you have stopped to fight the real battle. The battle we have is to fight for souls, souls to come to Jesus. We have no battle to fight for our names, to protect our names. We have the battle fight against Satan and his agents. That's it. The moment the devil takes out that ability in you and he gives you a fake battle, you will stop fighting for Jesus to win souls. You will begin to fight for your name and yourself to protect yourself. That is a fake battle. We have no time to fight against that battle. The battle that I have, major one, is to fight for souls. 
You bring fake battles around me, you'll never see me any day holding a microphone talking about it. Because I know the fight I fight. Not fake battles. I wonder how people, they have got all this zeal. I'm going to ask her tomorrow. What did she say? She said, I'm going to ask her. She will see. She doesn't know me. She will see. Even if you ask, even if you just saw what, what is the price attached? What? Even, oh, I, I, I want them to know because sometimes they don't know me. I'm going to ask them. I'm going to even see for what. Even if you ask, you prove yourself innocent, the question is so what? There's no, no money will come in your bank account. Nothing's going to happen. There's no price. Nothing attached to it. You are wasting your time. There are battles to fight. When you fight them, you're going to get into another level. Am I talking to somebody right here? These are battles of success. Battles where you sit down and think, if I invest this, what's going to happen? If I plan this, what's going to happen? These are the battles that you must have. Not battles against your neighbor. Not battles against your friends that work, your boss. Come on, refuse those battles. Take in the battles that are right. Battles that are going to change your life. From nowhere, from now. You know, every time you're about to get a success, you just find your wife changing. And she's something else. Or your husband just you know what, What's happening here? What's happening here? You know? Battles. Tell your neighbor. Say, so be very careful with what you're fighting. Tell your neighbor, be very careful with what you're fighting. And remember, the one who's talking there is a major prophet. He might have seen something happening in you. Tell about it may not be now, but you may go through it. Why are you fighting? I heard somebody told me, say, Papa, I said, what's wrong? He said, I want to show you something, Dad. I said, what is it? So he took a phone and he showed me a message where his friend was talking nonsense to his friend about him. And so that friend f- took the message and forwarded it to him. So he said, I- I'm going to meet him. I want to show him this message. I want to let him know that I got the message that he sent to my friend. I want to show him. I said, so if you show him. So what? So what? So, so what? what, what what's going to happen? Oh, Papa, you don't understand. I'm going to... Come on, stop fighting battles which the enemy is trying to divert you. Are you hearing me? The enemy is trying to divert. Okay, what could have happened to David if he could now start fighting with his brothers? Who knows that he could continue fighting with Goliath? Who knows? But he ignored it. He never answered anyone. He said, I'm going to go for real bad. He said, I'm going to... All I want is... And I remember two weeks ago, I was teaching about Goliath. 
I mean, I mean uh, David and the same story that he said, well, how much I'm going to get if I kill that man? Do you hear me? So there was a price. Tell him a fight for a price. Tell your neighbor again. Tell your neighbor again. Tell your neighbor again. Am I talking to somebody here? Now what happens in a prophetic ministry? In a prophetic ministry like this, we have a huge problem. You'll find that there's no any person on planet Earth who shall encourage you to come and meet a prophet. There are very few who shall encourage you. 50% they will maybe agree with you and the 50% will stand against you. If not, 80% against you. Do you know why? From the time in the Bible, in the Old Testament, prophets are attached, and I want you to hear this very well, prophets are attached to the anointing of prosperity. Did you hear me? Prophets are what? A display of God's glory will always be displayed on his children. So that if you say, these are God's children, you must just say, wow, I wish I could be them. This is what God wants to do to you so that if people look at you at your place where you stay or at your company where you're working or in your business sector, everybody must say, if this is because he's a child of God, then I have to be a child of God. Just imagine, you, 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 you are preaching to somebody to come to Jesus. After preaching to him, oh, Jesus loves you, and God wants you, he loves you, and after doing that, two days later, you come and you say, can you borrow me some money? I want some money. And the person will be like, what is this Jesus all about? Are you hearing me? But when you borrows him money and he doesn't give you the money and you meet somewhere in the street one day and you say, huh, how are you? And he's panicking like crazy. Oh, and you know, he's even lying. You didn't even ask him a question. He's bringing a lot of lies. Also. And you know, and, and, and this is stumbling and all those nonsense, trying to lie. And, and you look in his eyes and you say, wow, I didn't want to talk to you about the money, but I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. It will make sense. Have you ever thought of being rich for Jesus? I want you to think that now. I want you to think to be healed for Jesus. To be delivered just for Jesus. To get married just for Jesus. You know, hear this. People who follow prophets, usually, they become so broke and so poor. If I say broke, understand the word broke. That even the poor calls them poor. 
I said usually. I didn't say you. And I will tell you why. And I, I will tell you, you know, and they wonder why I go and I meet the prophet, nothing is moving in my life. What's the problem? I'm going to tell you why. I said I'm not preaching, I'm not, I'm not teaching. I am telling you a way that I want you to follow. Are, are you hearing me? Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. People who follow prophets, how much do you have? They'll be like, mm, I think 40 rand. So I refuse that. You cannot follow a prophet who carries an anointing such like this and you being poor like that. No, no. That must be corrected tonight. Are you hearing me? Are you, are you hearing me? Everything about you must change. Are you getting me? There is a, a false gospel right now going on in the world where men of God will be preaching will be like, no, even if you are poor, as long as you've got Jesus. No, we have Jesus already. That's, our concern is not having Jesus. Our concern is having Jesus and being poor. We don't want that. No, you're not hearing me. Our concern is not to have Jesus. We have him already. But our main concern is having Jesus and being poor. And it is grace upon you. This is, this is the way you receive. But why are Christians being poor? One time I told about the Muslims. I said the Muslims are very rich. You cannot compare the number of Muslims which are rich with the number of Christians. Muslims have got money. You talk of all Muslim countries, you find out that those countries are naturally blessed. They have oil, they have money, they have got everything. Talk of Dubai, talk of Kuwait, talk of Qatar, talk of all these countries. They're so rich. Why? Because they respect their prophet. The Bible says, listen to your prophet and you shall prosper. But Christians are busy fighting prophets. Are you here or you're not here? Look at this. Jesus came first before Muhammad. And Jesus was killed. He performed so many miracles. But if I can tell you that the whole Middle East is rejected. Muhammad never performed the miracles that Jesus Christ did, but he's welcomed the whole Middle East. Now tell me, Jesus Christ is in the business of convincing people that I am the Savior, and you have him in you. And they have Muhammad, who is not even prospering them like the way Jesus can do in you. But you are poor. And their prophet is working for them. Now, let me show you something in the Bible. And I want you to sit very careful. I want to speak to you today. Because this must be corrected tonight. Tomorrow, I must hear another news tomorrow. 